Welcome to Boss of My Money podcast, your number one choice for bite-sized lessons on how to take care of your coins and achieve financial success. I am your host, Esther Bangura, the founder, financial educator, financial coach, and budgeting expert at Boss of My Money. So whether it's improving your money habits, developing a wealthy mindset, becoming debt-free, saving money, or learning how to invest, girl, say no more because you are in the right place. And if you want to get started with paying yourself first and learning how to manage your finance like the boss that you are, why not get your hands on one of my amazing freebies? A free financial wellness checklist at bossofmymoney.com. Now, it's time to put the kettle on, make yourself a cup of tea and join me in today's episode. Be sure to hit subscribe so you don't miss any new episodes. Hiya, welcome to Boss of My Money. This is episode number 56. In today's episode, I will be sharing why you need to stop taking it out on your money and getting to the bottom of your spending triggers. So when you splurge after a bad day, bad news, an upset, because you're angry, feel disappointed, the issue is not your money, but you keep taking it out on your money. The issue is the person that upset you, someone, whoever it is that has let you down, someone or something that didn't come through for you, the thing that you wanted and didn't get. Life is not going your way or how you want it to. And also challenges or breakdowns in relationships and having to deal with conflict. The list goes on. But I'm here today to say to you, stop taking it out on your finances. In all of my one-on-one coaching sessions, I've never heard somebody say to me, Esther, I regret spending that money that time that I was so happy and in such a good mood. Now, summer is an exception because we all get happy at summer and just spend money on just going out, having fun. So with the exception of summer. It's generally something that occurred that they weren't thrilled about that caused them to spend and now they're left with that horrible feeling of regret. So I'd like to share my own personal thoughts on this and how us as women, for many years, we've almost been psychologically trained, you know, not to deal with our emotions, not to really deal with the core issues that are going on. And we tend to take it out of our finances. Hence why women are made to feel that they are bad with money. We're labeled as spenders, as impulse spenders, compulsive spenders. And we've carried these labels with us for many years that we're not good with money. Women get into debt. Women are not good with investing. Actually, we are great with money. Women are efficient. We know how to be efficient. We know how to make £10 last for a week if we had to. We're master planners. We know how to plan. We can plan to the T without leaving any detail out. And women are great investors and so much more things that we are great at as women. I believe that women carry a lot of weight. Emotional weight and psychological weight is what I'm referring to. And that impacts how we spend money and the decisions that we make with our money. So the issue is instead of dealing with the emotional and psychological weight that we that we carry, we end up just taking it out on our finances. 
And then we label ourselves as bad with money. So this is something that I really want to address because if we are able to actually deal with the emotional and psychological issues and challenges that we are facing, you will come to realize that actually you are better with your finances than you realize. So in my six months implementation group, I have a 12-week course that teaches the 10 pillars of financial success. We need to understand the fundamentals of personal finance to build long-lasting wealth. We need to master the steps for getting our financial house in order, how to budget, how to shift your mindset for success, how to take charge of your credit, how to set achievable goals. These are things that we need to learn, right? It's like learning ABC. It's like learning your times table, learning how to count. It's just things that you have to do. And they're principles. They're black and white. They're steps that don't change. But that isn't enough for a lot of women. And that's where coaching comes in. And this is why, you know, I believe in coaching. This is why I became a coach. I could have become so many other things in the personal finance space. But I really felt that what was lacking was coaching. So most women don't share with their close family and friends, their spouse, their community, the circles that they're in. They don't really share much about their personal finance. So having a safe space where you can ask your money questions, share your challenges and get support to overcome them is critical to your success. When you experience a challenge that results in an unplanned shopping spree, instead of saving or investing or starting your side business, by coming, for example, to our bi-weekly accountability cause, we are going to listen to you. We're going to offer, offer you support. And we're going to say to you, first of all, are the tags still on the things that you purchased? And if you say yes, we will then tell you to return the items and get your money back and put that money where you intended it to go, whether it was in your savings, in your investment accounts, or whether it was to pay a bill. Because it wasn't budgeted for, right? So when we make these mistakes, the first thing to do is reverse it straight away. Undo what you've just done. Take back that pair of shoes that you bought. The tags are still on it. You already know that you shouldn't have bought it and you don't need it. Take it back. Return it back call them up and ask them to email you that return label, take it to the post office, take it back to the store, get that money back and put it where you intended. And then we will encourage you to deal with the issue at hand. So another example that may resonate with you is when someone says that they are an emotional eater, and that's a label that a lot of women give themselves. I'm an emotional eater. I eat when I'm emotional. They they say that they're bad with food, they're bad with their diet, they have no self-control. These are the words that women will tend to say to themselves when they feel that they are, are an emotional eater. I'm bad with food. I eat late at night. When I'm emotional, I eat. When I'm angry, I eat. When I'm upset, I have no self-control. So then what they do is they sign up for a gym membership and they try all the diets in the world. And what they fail to realize is that they're not actually dealing with the emotional side of what they are experiencing. They're just addressing the food because the food is the outcome. They're not addressing the symptom, which is the emotion. So actually having a personal trainer 
as well as seeing a counselor, is going to help them to overcome their emotional eating. Because your personal trainer is going to help you to lose the weight that's there and get healthy and help you with a, you know, healthy meal plan. But they can't really help you with the emotional challenges that you are having. So seeing a counselor is going to help you to get to the root cause of what are the emotions that you're trying to hide behind the food you are eating. But really the food you're eating is not the problem. I hope that you're seeing where I'm going with this. So that's basically what I do as a coach in my implementation group. I show you the steps to getting your finances in top shape, but I also help you to uncover what the real issues are, whether it's time, whether it's boundaries, lack of boundaries, whether it's perfectionism, whether it's you having a poverty mindset and so on. So that's where the coaching element comes in. And one of the things I always say to people is that when it comes to improving your finances, working on your finances alone is not enough. So yes, budget. Yes, have a coach. But sometimes you have to go deeper because like I said, you not being good with your money is just the result of a real symptom that's going on. So you need to get to the cause of the symptom, right? So it could be working on your personal development. It could be working with a a life coach. It could be you taking up a hobby and actually doing more fun things in your life as opposed to just always being serious and just working and looking after the kids and being there for other people. It could be that you just need to change environments for a month or two months or three months or even for a weekend. And you will find that by you addressing those issues, you are going to automatically get results in your personal finance. For me, it was boundaries. And for me, it was also me learning to be honest with myself and doing the things that I said that I was going to do. Once I started to trust myself more, I showed up more for myself. I developed better self-discipline Because once I set a goal, I was going to commit to getting it done. Because every time I set a goal and I just let it fall by the wayside or after three days I give up, it means that I was losing the trust I had for myself. And so when I set a goal that I really wanted to achieve, my mind and my subconscious was like, "Ah, get out of here. You remember when you said you were going to do this and you didn't. So I'm not going to take you serious. What makes this goal different? So I had to work on those things for my budget to work, for me to pay off £18,000 of debt in 22 months, for me to double my income, for me to save up to four months emergency fund, for me to be able to get through a pandemic on one income. We need to stop taking out our emotional and psychological pains on our finances. It's not that you are bad with money. It's that you are not dealing with the root cause of your triggers. We need to deal with the issues, set relationship boundaries, don't let people walk over you, don't let the kids drive you up the wall where you can't even think straight, you don't even have time to sit down and do your budget because they're constantly demanding your time, they're constantly running around and interrupting you. Set boundaries, right? Don't allow your job or that annoying boss or colleague get in your head where you can't even think straight, you're not happy at work. And then because of that, you're out there shopping during lunch times when you know you shouldn't be. 
call people out in a loving way. So when I say set boundaries and be clear, we have to do that in a loving way. A lot of the time people behave the way they do to us because they don't know any better. And if you haven't set your boundaries, then no wonder why they're crossing them. They don't even know that there's a boundary line there. Speak to someone and get counseling. Be around a supportive community. Get coaching. Whatever you do, stop taking whatever it is out on your finances. You know that you can be good with money if you really wanted to. Thank you for listening to today's podcast. I will catch you on the next episode. Stay blessed. Thank you again for listening to Boss of My Money podcast with Esther. I hope you enjoyed listening to today's episode. And if you'd like me to answer any of your questions, you can include your name or it can be anonymous. Send them to me at esther at bossofmymoney.co.uk. Be sure to subscribe to this podcast. I would really appreciate it if you took the time to also rate and review this podcast as well as share it. Stop by at bossofmymoney.com for more details on how you can get started on your financial success journey. See you again on the next episode.